Good morning, good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and boy, oh boy, did things take a turn. Um, I believe it was like on the, let's see, last, not Christmas Saturday, but the Saturday before last. Um, you guys, it was actually, it happened on the 16th actually, um, which is sad because I, I'm so sorry, Sagittarians, um, I was late, it's officially Capricorn season, actually, but my health took a turn for the freaking worse, and so, you guys, I am just now, since last, uh, Thursday, I believe, um, have gotten out of the hospital. And of course, it was Christmas holiday. um, And I wanted to spend that time with my family and friends. I luckily got out just in time to be able to celebrate Christmas and everything. But boy, oh boy, guys, me and my husband went to watch uh, Spider-Man, which if you haven't seen that, 100 out of 10. No kidding to me. It is the best Marvel show that I've, um, or movie that I've ever had, ever had, ever seen rather. Um, I mean, it is just amazing. And I, of course, I'm not the type to do spoilers. So um, I just really recommend that you guys go see that if you're into that kind of stuff. But it was amazing. But I noticed that like, um, Earlier that day, my knee started to kind of hurt a little bit, and um, I was, you know, I was like, oh, you know, my knee's kind of hurting just a little bit. It wasn't debilitating or anything, and I had taken some chlorophyll and everything, and usually that would work, but then, like, as we went to the movies, it started to hurt a little bit worse, and especially with the cold, but I was fine. By the time Spider-Man was over, which it's quite a long movie... And we went to the AMC, which is the one with the recliners and everything. My knee was in so much pain, so much pain that it was so hard for me to walk that the movie staff, which were amazing, they were like, are you okay? Do you need help? And I was like, no, my husband, you know, he had to go to the bathroom. My husband's here. He'll help me. And I thought I was going to be okay. Once we got home, it was the plan. I couldn't walk at all. My knee was so swollen. It was huge. I don't know why this happened. I didn't fall. I didn't hurt it. Nothing. I was in so much pain. I had to call my doctor and actually get some hardcore pain pills um, overnight. The on-call doctor, which bless his heart, he helped me be able to do. Then my husband took me to go get it. That didn't work. Um, it was bad, you guys. So um, I went to my um, blood doctor the next morning because she wanted to see me because I needed the pain pills just to make sure everything was going okay. And then when she saw me, she was like, you need to go to the ER. Your your knee is gigantic compared to your right knee and you might have an infection. So I was like, fuck, <laughs> great. Not good, right? Um, and so I was like, fuck, man, you know, I thought, well, everything should be fine. If you hear running around jingling, of course, you guys know those are my cats. Um, so I'm sorry if it's loud. It shouldn't be, but they're just running around playing and everything. But anyway, um, yeah, so I was like, shit. So my husband took me to the ER. By, by now, you guys, I'm in a wheelchair. I can't even walk. I was in 
100 over 100 pain. I was in tears. Just it being touched hurt. Just anything blowing against it hurt like fucking hell. And so, of course, when I went to the hospital, the ER then, they were so crowded with trauma that I was like, I'm not waiting here. I'm in too much pain. I got to be able to take my pain pills. And I'm not going to take my pain pills if they're going to see me and they have something better to give me. So I had my husband take me back home. I was still crying all night. Didn't sleep. I didn't sleep for two days, you guys, mind you. So I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm not happy. My poor husband is you know, going through it, having to watch me be in so much pain. And then so um, on Saturday morning, because um, my husband had to go back to work on Saturday. Um, so I asked my mom if she could take me uh, early in the morning. Luckily, she was up and she had something to do. So she took me at four o'clock a.m. a Saturday morning. I finally got in. They gave me pain pills that helped really good. But then they were like, you know, they did Uh, imaging and everything they were like well we're seeing some we're not like your bones and your joints everything look healthy but we're seeing something that we don't quite understand so you're gonna have to be admitted to the hospital I was like okay I'm thinking I'm just gonna be there maybe like overnight maybe the most two days and it turned into like pretty much a week um they almost thought they would have to lance my leg because they thought it was infected so I had to have roundhouse like really strong antibiotics I was on pain pills around house, which I hate to have to do because it just makes me sleepy, but it was the only thing that soothed my pain, and um, I thought I wasn't going to make it out for Christmas because, you know, I had a um, a Christmas Eve party with uh, my friends and then Christmas with family uh, on Christmas Day, of course. And, but luckily I made it. I was able to get my Christmas gifts because I didn't even Christmas shop yet. I'm always last minute. You guys know this. I am a Libra. <laughs> but yeah, guys, it, it was terrible. And um, I had recorded the Sagittarius sex um, episode, but it had somehow got corrupted when I tried to um, go ahead and send it out um, while I was in the hospital. Um, one of the episodes got corrupted, so I had to delete the whole thing, and now I'm redoing it again. So I am so sorry, Sagittarians. Um, thank you so much for your patience, but I'm, your girl did not forget you, and I'm going to record it today. I'm so behind now in episodes, because now I not only have this to finish, but I have to record the uh, retrograde in Venus that we're in right now. It's in Capricorn. Um, today we officially moved, uh, Jupiter officially moved into Pisces again. Uh, it was in Pisces, I believe around July and then it retrograded back into Aquarius and now it's back in Pisces for good. Thank God. Um, if you haven't heard about that, I've already recorded an episode about, uh, Pisces and Jupiter. So just go back, uh, to a, a few episodes down and listen to that. Um, we know that, um, Pisces is, uh, Jupiter is happy in Pisces because actually Pisces is, that it's, it's, that's its ancient ruler. Right now, the modern ruler is Neptune, but it is ruled by Jupiter and Neptune. Um, but that is a good thing. So you guys need to go listen to that episode, episode if you don't know about it, because I don't want to take up the Sagittarian time. Then I also need to record the, uh, Capricorn season, <laughs> starting with risings, of course. So um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this thing, you know, like my health, it just took a turn for the worse. I don't know, they still didn't know what happened 
they said they were sorry they were unable to find out a diagnosis because uh, when they did look at my leg, they saw it was inflamed, but I tested negative for any infection. So they had stopped the antibiotics after they saw that. And um, eventually my leg just started to heal and get better. And I would like walk on it, um, even though I was in pain, but that's the best thing to do was to move around in the hospital at my own room and everything. So uh, they gave me a COVID test, of course. Of course it was negative because I wasn't sick like that, but they have to, of course, be safe. Um, but yeah, so... I also want to do an episode of um, like a reflection of 2021 because I thought I was going to get away um, this year without being in the hospital. And once again, this is another year that I spent in the hospital. Luckily, it wasn't as long as 2020s, but still, this is something that is just unacceptable for me and that I need to start taking very, very serious, you know, especially with everything going around. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump into our um, Sagittarian sex episode. Okay, so I'm reading, of course, from two books when it comes to that. And it's the first one is Sex Signs, Every Woman's Astrological and Psychological Guide to Love, Men, Sex, Anger, and Personal Power by Judith Bennett. And the second book, so that my fellas can also relate and know about themselves too, is the erotic astrology, the sex secrets of your horoscope revealed. It so sounded like I said horoscope, so if I did, I apologize. I meant horoscope. Um, anyways, um, but yeah, before I jump in, like I hope everyone had an amazing Christmas. Even Christmas Day, it was very fun for me. Um, I really enjoyed being around my friends and my family, and we had so much fun. We all gave each other gifts, and we do this every year now. This is the third year, I believe, that we started doing that, and it's just, it's really, you guys don't know, I don't know what it is, but I just realized that I just love making people happy. I don't think I just realized that. I think I know that, but it just when I'm buying stuff for other people, it just makes my heart sore compared to when I'm shopping for myself, right? It just, it makes me feel good. And my friends were all so pleased with the wonderful gifts that I got them that I had listened to throughout the, you know, the this year that they were talking about and some things they recently said they enjoyed and they were just really happy. And I was really happy with mine. And I'm just glad that everything went very well and that I was able to, you know, have fun and move around again. Like right now I feel okay. My leg, it's back to normal. It looks perfectly fine. I can touch it. I can stand on it. It feels like a me again. It feels like my body, you know, it just feels, it feels good to not be in pain. It's no fun to be in so much pain. Okay. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump in. So um, also, um, my husband is home today. He has taken, um, he's ill. So if you guys hear me kind of like pausing or maybe you might hear him in the background right now, he's sleeping. Um, I don't know if it's the C word again. I hope not, but I don't think it is. But I, you know, for my own self, considering I just got the hospital, I'm taking precautions as it is. But it has snowed in Washington state hugely and it's freezing cold like literally yesterday the highest was I believe 28 degrees 
and it got down to 15 degrees at night and it still snowed and um, I actually am going to have to cancel my appointment because it's the roads are terrible and I'm not going to risk myself trying to drive into another town because it's it's not in my own town I have to travel outside of town to get there um so yeah but I'm gonna go ahead and record this episode first of course because it is not open yet for me to cancel my appointment so let's go ahead and jump in so um Sagittarius checklist of Sagittarius traits it says no this checklist describes the traits of one phase only if it doesn't seem to fit you uh fit you check other lists to find the phase you're in right now. And I just want to let you guys know this goes for um, Sagittarius sun, moon, and rising. Also, it even goes for if you don't even have planets in Sagittarius, because we all go through like different phases of the zodiac, even though we don't have planets in there, which this book has taught me that, which is amazing, because it, it makes me understand like, I know like in 2016, 2016 is where I was extremely um, consistent, all about breaking like PRs for, you know, like lifting weights and all that stuff. And I felt like 2016 was like my Aryan phase. I felt very Aries. I was very, you know, like competitive. I was doing 5Ks. Um, all those kind of things. I was uh, going to the gym like six six days a week. Um, I will, you know, five days a week. And then on my off days, I'd go hiking or I'd go do stairs and all that kind of stuff. I was very in shape and healthy um, around that time. I was eating healthy. There was no going back. I was just very focused on getting shit done. You know what I mean? And trying different things at the same time. So I felt like when it said that, I felt like mm, perhaps that was my Aries phase. Um, okay, so... Let's go ahead. So it has a total of 35 um, um, words that describe Sagittarius, um, and each of them are in columns, of course. So I'm going to read, the first one I read is 1 through 12, second column is 13 through 24, and the third column is 25 through 35. So if you feel like you relate to one of these columns, this is the phase of Sagittarius that you're in. So I'm reading 1 through 12, and this is expansive, always in motion, high-spirited, jovial, blunt, trustworthy, gullible, eager, joyous, optimistic, lucky, extravagant. 13 through 24 is giving, enchanting, charming, flashy, exhibitionistic, um, adaptable, versatile, scholarly, pompous, slapdash, impulsive, intuitive, and 25 through 35 is good judgment, musical, cultural patron, independent, progressive, explorer, far out, inspirational, patriotic, uh, psycho, uh, philosophic, there we go, and spiritual. And so it says Sagittarius personality, general traits, and background. The Sagittarius woman pulses with life and sensuality. When the crowd parts at a cocktail party and you feel a breeze of clean, woodsy animal energy, Sagittarius has entered. Idealist, philosopher, and lusty conquisitor, uh, Sagittarius pursues her desires with the spirit of the scimitar. She is a steady and perpetual motion. She will travel at the drop of a hat. She cares little for the destination as long as it sounds exciting, intriguing, and out of the ordinary. 
Same as Spores Her. She is constantly in the process of rearranging, be it her, her household furnishings or her life. So Sagittarians, I'm sure as you guys know, they, they just, they can't be in one spot. Um, they have to be moving. They have to be doing something. They have to basically be traveling, going someplace, cleaning. They don't, you, you rarely find a Sagittarius that just does nothing. Um, if it, if it is, it's a very, um, sick, (laughs) in my opinion, it's going to be a very sick and a negative side of Sagittarius because Sagittarians, you guys are truly the most alive when you're doing and you're traveling. If you're just sitting around doing nothing, this is just going to express some very negative traits. Um, even um, medical, in my opinion, um, Sagittarian sickness, like in medical astrology. Um, if you're not living your true Sagittarian energy. Okay, so it says... She is constantly in the process of rearranging, I think I'll read it this part, yeah, um, her life, okay, she is seldom satisfied with the present, her ideals shine so brightly that she continue that sometimes loses sight of her current reality as she pursues some personal cause. The Sagittarius woman monitors her actions very carefully, however, for she has a strong sense of pro- propriety. She shops at all the right stores, reads the latest books, belongs to the right clubs, all to enhance her social status and sense of self-worth. So Sagittarius is all about status. They're very smart. They're very intelligent. They love to learn. They love to do anything that is new that they can add to their lives. That's just part of who they are. Okay, so it says... Um, her nature is essentially conservative. She believes in saving everything from the, from nation, from nation's natural resources to string and old wrapping paper, but she does not want to be offensive in doing so. Sagittarius is the ninth sign of the Zodiac and it's a mutable fire. Her mutability imparts in love of people and a versatile, adaptable quality to her relationships. She, the, the fire provides her intense, uh, intense energy and her progressive spirit. So we know that this is moving fire, which means, uh, moving fire, of course, as I mentioned, is like a wildfire. Uh, it's everywhere. It's burning anything in its path. Um, it can't be contained. And so this is what represents that mutable fire of the fire element is Sagittarius is constantly going and exploring and learning new things and doing new things and, you know, achieving things that they set their mind to pretty much. And they take it, they achieve it like with their full passion, pretty much. Um, Earth's astrological sign is said to be ruled by a planet and its vibrations. I'm in each, I'm sorry, not Earth. I was about to say, why does it say Earth? Okay, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, the largest planet in our solar system, and the symbol of expansion and personal liberation. Historically, Jupiter has often been linked to the sun, the sun's brilliance and life-giving energies. Like Venus, Jupiter promised good fortune and material gifts with the added attraction of long, exciting roads to explore. So have you guys kind of noticed that Sagittarians seem to kind of fall 
on being very lucky a lot. <laughs> and that's because they're ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of growth and expansion, as it mentioned, and good fortune. So like, if you ever want to wonder your ways to achieve success, um, Jupiter is one of those planets that you're going to look at to see. Um, you want to also look at the aspect of it too, if it's ill aspect, if it's enhanced with the aspect that is that the planet it's as it's aspected to um because I know like for me I do have Sagittarius and Jupiter which is obviously it's in its own rulership so that's a very happy planet um so sometimes I can find myself lucky with certain things but I also have a poor aspect to it and unfortunately it is with the aspect of Venus and Venus is another one that you want to look for um, to look at if you're great with um, you're lucky or you're good with um, you know getting money and everything because Venus also has to do with money so like I said those are two planets that you will look for for like success and how you create money how you create things that draw money pretty much. And so because of that, sometimes I can be, you know, not as lucky as someone who has a good aspect, but uh, depending on the transits and everything else, then sometimes it can kind of screw with me a little bit. <laughs> but um, most of the time, mm, I kind of notice it with certain things. But I've learned that, you know, sometimes certain aspects it causes you to become a stronger person. And that's what I've learned. Um, I have some squares and, you know, squares are considered one of the most difficult, you know, aspects, but it's also one of the ones that help you grow and learn from, you know, the mistakes you make or something like that or how to overcome it. So it's not like a permanent thing. It's not like you're cursed or nothing, but, um, and, but in medical astrology though, um, me having that ill aspect to Jupiter and Venus that can cause like obesity, which you guys know, I am somebody that suffers with weight problems. I have to be very careful with what I eat and move constantly so that I don't gain weight. So that's another unlucky part for that, but it can all be tamed, right? So let's go ahead and jump back in. I don't know if you guys heard like water or noise or anything. That was my husband. Uh, um, moving around a little bit, so I don't know if it's loud for you guys or not, but I always kind of apologize just in case, because we all know what it's like to listen to a podcast, especially if <laughs> you're using your earbuds and you just hear a horribly loud noise that's about pretty much going to explode your brain, so just wanted to kind of say that. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and jump back in, so... It says, uh, okay, so it says, like Venus, Jupiter promises good fortune and material gifts and the added attraction of long, exciting roads to explore. The Sagittarius-type woman is one who has a sun or other important planets in Sagittarius. Planets in the ninth house, the natural house of Sagittarius, a Sagittarius ascendant, or a powerfully aspected Jupiter. Sagittarius types are also those who are temporarily going through a Sagittarius phase. In this case, the person need have no planets located in the sign of Sagittarius. The Sagittarius type 
is described by the checklist of traits at the beginning of this chapter. The Sagittarius phase has the following characteristics. It says, one, reliance on intuitive insights that flash through the mind and are usually right. Two, a high degree of versatility, the need to have more than one major task in life. She may conduct two careers or relationships simultaneously. Three, a heightened sense of energy and optimism or of restlessness and boredom. Four, provocative behavior, often to the point of abusiveness or an unwittingly blunt and tactless energy. Um, tactless manner with friends and lovers. Five, a deep desire for travel and exploration, whether geographic, sexual, or spiritual. And I feel like I relate to this one because I have been huge into desire of traveling. Um, I want to travel like to the world pretty much. Um, I want to be able to just go and enjoy myself but right now, of course, I'm not going to be crazy and be doing too much travel when we have a pandemic going on right now. So I'm hoping that eventually, you know, everything like kind of slows down and things can somewhat, you know, we learn to live with it pretty much. Um, ascend indifference to family ties and favor dramatically different friends and lifestyle. Seven, a deep interest in people with many, many acquaintances, but few friends. Um, so that's basically the phase pretty much, right? So I want to reiterate again that it says that Sagittarius type woman is one who has the sun or other important planets in Sagittarius. So usually I consider like that being like inner planets, like let's say your moon, you know, Mars, Venus, ascendant. It says planets in the ninth house, which is the natural house of Sagittarius, uh, a Sagittarius ascendant or a powerfully aspected Jupiter, as I mentioned. So like, like, let's say if you have like sextile or, you know, like a trine or something like that, um, or even a conjunction, um, cause conjunctions are very powerful. Like I have a conjunction to Pluto on my son. So, that's why I kind of show some scorpionic traits, to be honest. Just taking a sip of my warm lemon water. Okay, so it says the Sagittarius personality responds to the song Don't Fence Me In, where her relationships or her personal space is concerned. She becomes claustrophobic when in the chorale. So basically don't fence me in. I've never heard that song before, so I don't know, but it's like AKA they don't want to be held down pretty much. Like that's the thing that makes them feel like they can't breathe, especially if they're not in that phase of, Hey, you know, I want to like spend my life with someone, you know, and travel and learn new things with them. Like when they're in that phase, I feel like they're more likely to settle down, but of course they still need their own independence and space. Like if you're married to Sagittarius, the last thing you want to do is say that you can't do this, you can't do that and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? You just don't want to do that. Um, because that's just a way to make them feel like they're being suffocated and that's not going to work well with that at all. Um, Sorry, my cat is trying to, like, eat my plants, so I have to spray water. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
Okay, so it says, but expansive Jupiter can dissipate her energies with the love of excessive food and drink and an inability to, an inability to keep secrets, a brilliantly sarcastic wit, and even a violent temper. If she allows restlessness and boredom to overtake her, she may gallop into an extremely eccentric way of life. The great Sagittarian determination can uproot these tendencies. However, she has the courage to perceive and transcend her own imbalance and the strength to become a visionary her many friends and lovers will admire and follow. However, she will not allow others to, to place responsibility on her. She must choose to accept it herself. A key word for Sagittarius is illumination. She seeks to know the truth that underlies the universe, whether in music, art, or literature, she seeks to bring light where only shadow exists. Her optimism is legendary. Yeah, these people are, they're truly the life of the party, and they truly just bring, like, just joy, laughter, and happiness to everyone. She, uh, oh no. I'm sorry about that. My headphone just fell out of my ear. <laughs> so if that was loud, I apologize. Um, it says a key word for Sagittarius is illumination. She seeks to know the truth that underlies the universe. Whether it's music, art, or literature, she seeks to bring light where only shadow exists. Her optimism her optimism is legendary. I just reread the same thing, so I apologize. She observes people very carefully to gain a better understanding of why they do what they do. She learns from experience and seeks to experience all things that will help her unravel the secrets of the universe. Another key word is obedience. She respects power and obeys what she feels is right, especially what she has learned from authority figures. She follows the laws of the land, the pressure of her peers, and the cultural dictates of her heritage. She is very practical in her obedience to societal rules, for she knows that this is the path to, to respect success and security, although she is independent and avant-garde in her thinking. She is often conventional in her behavior. So you see, with the Sagittarius woman, you're getting someone who obviously is very independent, but also enjoys being around people at the same time. They enjoy being in a very high status. They enjoy creating the life they love, meaning that they enjoy being successful and they'll do anything to attain that. Um, you guys, uh, come on, guys. You're really killing vibe. Like, I don't know if these people can hear all this noise. Anyways, <laughs> um, you're getting someone who is just a very um, happy, um, optimistic, always looks on the bright side. Um, it's just, I feel like they make, they would make an amazing, um, an amazing friend, partner, even a business partner, to be honest, because if you're in, if you have a partner in business, you want someone who's, you know, able to look at different sides of the, of the box, you know. You want someone who is very smart, uh, who has a variety of knowledge in all things. And I feel like that's Sagittarius because you guys are so into learning about different cultures and traveling and constantly learning regardless of what it is, you'll read it just so that you know what it is. And that that just sets a business up for perfection to me. 
But um, let's go ahead and jump into some of the, uh, um, whatchamacallit, <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. I'm still not really awake either. I didn't really sleep well last night. Um, some of the personality traits, there we go. Okay. So first trait, of course, is gullible. The Sagittarius woman is a gullible as she is trustworthy, and she will accept what you tell her at face value and never look beneath the surface of hidden meanings or intent. Again, woe to the shy, repressed, or indirect. You may never make your message clear to the Sagittarius woman who quite frankly can't see why people hem and haw as they do. And being as she is, Sagittarius is often far too easy to deceive, though her strong intuition and her sense of independence protect her from most overt kinds of manipulation. Most dangerous is the kind of confusion and conflict that may beset her relationship if she lacks the fine tuning to discern the subtle messages of her lovers and friends. I worked with a Sagittarius woman who was involved in a particularly disjointed relationship with a Libra man. <laughs> Go figure, right? Her lover was unusually gentle and refined with quite with quiet manners and a delicate sensibility. Though their attraction was in most ways one of the opposites, their shared love of culture and reportedly glorious sex life were a powerful bond. The problem lay in the fact that my friend couldn't take a hint. In fact, she needed little less than a point-blank statement about any aspect of her conduct or their life together. Her man's approach was always veiled suggestion or broad hints, and she seemed to ignore his every remark and, and continue on her headstrong way. He began to express his irritation and resentment delicately. Finally, they both blew up. He decided that he couldn't bear her blind selfishness. She concluded that she couldn't stand his mealy mouth behavior, so they parted ways. To this day, she has no idea how something that has seemed so right ended so abruptly. So I guess like things can just go over your head easily. Um, sometimes you're so into yourself that you don't realize when your partner is upset. But then again, um, Libras, you know, we are people who don't like to have conflict. So we're kind of like, um, we can be passive aggressive or either not really express fully what we feel that we need or what we're lacking just to save face because we don't like to argue. So um, I guess obviously both parties kind of struggled there. Um, the next one is um, enchanting and charming. The Sagittarius woman is, is a fabulous hostess. She, ser she, she entertains with an exotic flair that is as much a result of her guest list as of her menu. She is a world traveler at the very least in spirit, and your fare will consist of the ingenious and piquant com combination of foreign dishes. She may give you a creamy Italian pasta dish with hot spicy Chinese eggplant and elegant chilled Portuguese fish as your main course. Her whores divorce. I don't know if I said that right, but that's what it seems like it's pronounced. It's a French word, obviously will be inspired by, a, by the Middle East and dessert will be irresistibly French. The usually accomplished Sagittarian will create a brilliant effect with lights and atmosphere and you may well spend a, a good deal of your evening out under the stars if her plan doesn't work. If you hate the food or the mood seems wrong, she will impulsively reroute 
her bash by ordering case cases of champagne and a cake for 80 and then jumping into the pool without her clothes. And sensitive though she may be to individual feelings, she reads group reactions like a Geiger counter. She is often the catalyst of a rollicking good time. In spite of her disastrously blunt moments, the Sagittarius woman is ideal guest. Her sunshiny personality and the frankly sensual, inquisitive look in her eyes will quickly break the ice at any party. She will often open with a provocative remark, be it political, sexual, or philosophic, then bring as many into the act as she can. She is enthusiastic, widely read, and interested in everything. Above all, her buoyancy and movement will inspire a burst of circulation, and she will end up introducing happier guests to each other, whether she knows them or not. So, yes, Sagittarians just seem to be very magnetic. They can charm the pants off you. They're so elegant. And I think they have, like, this charm when it comes to just, like, intelligence and knowing what they want and being so well-versed in culture. I don't know about you guys, but when someone's really well-versed in different culture, I find that attractive, whether it's man or woman. So I think Sagittarians really excel when it comes to that. Uh, okay, the next one is, um, let's see, scholarly, pompous, and slapdash. Okay, so the Sagittarius woman has a fantastic mind. In addition to her explorer's spirit and general enthusiasm for life, she has an impeccable memory for facts. She may, however, become an absent-minded professor so involved in her intellectual musings that she forgets her keys. Sagittarius needs mental exercise to match her high level of physical activity. Listlessness and boredom are at the root of mental depression for her, and intellectual engagement is the cure. Again, discipline is a crucial factor often lacking in the Sagittarius woman's education. She gets concepts but lacks patience with details. She may rely on her superficial knowledge, becoming quite uh, pedantic and pompous when her opinions are challenged. That's one thing I do notice when it comes to Sagittarians is that like if they are challenged and I feel like it more it more so goes with like if they don't really care for you, they can have a really very pompous, like stuck up bitchy attitude towards someone that they don't like. And as you know, when it comes to Sagittarians, their mouth can be very lethal because they don't they they talk before thinking a lot. So that's how like that's been my experience, in my opinion. Um, it says because she quickly grasps ideas and facts and can play with them, she may assume she knows everything. This kind of intellectual snobbishness only feeds her gullibility. Her mind is less encyclopedic than she thinks, and it is very easy to lead the condescending Sagittarian down to the garden path. Brilliant, she certainly is, but the Sagittarius woman must remember to ground herself with the proper information before she launches her opinions. Her love for discussion may lead to buffoonery if she doesn't first get her facts straight. So definitely, I feel like Sagittarius, if you feel like you're about to pop off at someone, go take a walk. Like it mentions, go ground yourself. And I find nothing more grounding than a walk outside, um, exercising even, um, you know, just do something to keep your mouth from 
going in that direction because sometimes you can really say some harsh things that you don't mean and depending on who you're talking to, it could end up being your last conversation with them over something so minor and small, you know, so just be careful with that. Um, The next one is impulsive, intuitive, and good judgment. So it says, impulse for the Sagittarius woman arises out of her intuition. She often feels she knows immediately what to do when confronted with the need for a decision. In a flash of insight, she can get to the heart of the matter, though it is nearly impossible for her to describe her methodology. The Sagittarius woman who is in touch with her intuition has unerringly good judgment. She is happiest when she acts on her impulses, whether buying a car, taking a trip, or visiting a relative. She waits for the spirit to move her. The rational side of Sagittarius can run interference here. Because she is unable to articulate the process, she must she may mistrust her lightning-quick realizations. This can cause her to talk herself out of the proper decision and into one that is as inappropriate as it could possibly be. Her opposite sign, Gemini, will operate off the top of her head, often mistaking intellect for intuition. The Sagittarius woman, on the other hand, will use her intellect to rationalize her intuition out of existence. If you ever meet an unlucky Sagittarius woman, this tendency is most likely working strongly in her life and time. at the time. Sagittarius's intuition nerves as a counterbalance to her more masculine intellectual capacities. She must learn to trust both mo- modes of operation before they can function har- harmoniously in her life. She must also trust her intuition while screening it through her intellect to see if it is indeed sound. So I know you don't really hear this a lot, but Sagittarians are very um, intuitive. And um, with that said, I feel like it's kind of a different type of intuition that they get um, compared to water signs. Water signs, um, especially Scorpio and um, Pisces, well, all of them really, but I feel like Scorpio, I feel like they're even more intuitive than than Pisces even sometimes. Um, they just, I mean, they're really good at following it. Like they, when they feel it, they know it and they listen. But um, when it comes to Sagittarius, uh, it's more of a fire mutable um, intuition. It's like it mentioned, um, it's going to have more of like that intellectual one where they can end up over like intellectualizing their intuition and not listening to it. Just like with Gemini, their sister sign, you know, that's an air sign that's mental. So air signs usually will you will like over intellectualize. Like we don't it's like we won't really use our heart, especially if you're not you haven't really worked on it. That's why you guys notice like I think it was either twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I think it was more twenty twenty. But definitely early 2021, why I was doing a lot of like rituals and using like amethyst and different crystals for um, intuition and doing oracle card readings, especially because I wanted to exercise that. I needed to know the difference between me using my logic compared to my intuition. And I feel like that I've gotten so much stronger because of that, because I realized me being an air sign, especially um, my sun sign, because my moon sign, I feel like I, I get more of like a, a feeling 
it's it's hard to explain. It's like I get that feeling, but then my, you know, my air qualities will kind of come in like, well, is it really that? Do I really need to listen? Should I really listen that? Because it doesn't make sense. You know, like I would try to intellectualize like it making sense if it didn't. And I'd end up really ruining what, you know, my higher self was pretty much trying to tell me to do, you know, God or anyone, you know, so you know, I wanted to exercise that. And now I feel like I am so much better at it now. Um, but yeah, um, Sagittarius, you just got to be really careful. Like whenever you feel it, don't, don't question it all the time. Don't try to over analyze or over intellectualize it and talk yourself out of it. Just allow yourself to feel it and understand and just kind of just do it. You know, usually your intuition never leads you astray. But let's jump into Sagittarius relationships. So it says, um, all mutable signs are endowed with the ability to make conjunctions and the Sagittarius woman brings to her myriad relationships all the joy and enthusiasm of Jupiter. Her buoyant, undemanding, yet loyal nature makes her an excellent friend and she is a friend to almost everyone she knows. Her love, Sagitt- um, her love relationships are far more complicated. She is joyful and true, but idealistic and restless as well. This combination of traits makes her love life exciting and difficult by turns. Loving the Sagittarius woman is sometimes ecstatic, sometimes painful, but always a challenge. Companionship is a key word for all Sagittarius relationships. In love, she is far less romantic than Leo or Pisces, in fact, many men may feel refused when they discover that their own response to her is far more feminine and emotional tone than hers is to them. So meaning that men feel like they're, they're, they're using more of their feminine emotional side compared to the Sagittarius woman is more kind of working in more of her masculine um, side when it comes to her emotions. It says, remember Sagittarius is masculine positive sign. Her nature is somewhat like Aries. The Sagittarius woman has a distinctly male component in her mental makeup through the brilliance of her intuition as supposedly female gift, often bellies it. A dear friend of hers may have just died. She may be grieving very deeply, but she may never want her lover to hold and console her. So exactly. So you see how this shows, um, because you know, men are like that. Men are the masculine when some when they're grieving or they're hurt they don't want someone to be like oh poor baby or oh let me hold you let me do this no they kind of want to be left alone like even though it looks like they're not grieving they're grieving in their own way they grieve more in like a inner way not so much of their outer and they don't really like to confide in others too much especially if it's emotional while feminine, you know, we, I know for me, I need to be held. I need to be cuddled. I need, you know, I need that support, that console, you know, I need someone to be like, you're going to be okay. You know, I have my moments where I do want to be by myself. Yes, but it really makes me feel good, especially if it's like my husband or someone, um, or a, a really close friend. Um, I really need their support at times. Sometimes definitely if it's my partner though, because, um, you know, they're, they're with you day in and day out. So they know you from like top to bottom. But, um, I really need that kind of support from like my husband, you know, um, 
So don't think that if you're with a Sagittarius female gentleman that she doesn't give a fuck or she's not grieving or she's not, you know, she just grieves in more of a masculine kind of way that you're probably not used to seeing when it comes to women. So it says, um, let's see. More often, she will want his advice on how to handle the business arrangements that are left behind. She will feel the pain deeply, but her way of coping is to treat it like a business manner. See, that's what men do. Again, that's more masculine, where men will focus on work, focus, oh, excuse me, but focus on work, focus on their business, focus on doing something to kind of keep their mind busy, pretty much. Um, independence is a Sagittarius woman's watchword. Many a baffled man will envision his Sagittarian love as a statue of liberty staring off to the sea with her torch held high. She must keep her separate identity at all costs, and there may come a time when the price is love itself. Her independence is rarely hidden or blind, and the Sagittarius woman who chooses marriage as her lifestyle will try hard to make it work. She may be employed full-time or have a business she operates out of her home. We remember her from childhood as a mother who taught at the grade school, had her own beauty shop, or ran the Cub Scout troop. Even her work involves travel or long sojourns away from home. She will remain faithful in all the important ways. The long-distance marriage is unquestionably a Sagittarian woman's concept. All such all skeptics to the contrary, it does work if her mate is is as game as she for the arrangement. Uh, if you hear that, my cats are fucking fighting right now. <laughs> so if you hear growling, that is them fucking with each other pretty much. So I apologize again. Okay, so it says... Um, even her work involves travel along joins away from home. She will remain faithful in all important ways. The long-distance marriage is unquestionably a Sagittarian woman's concept. All skeptics, to the contrary, it does work if her mate is as game as she for the arrangement. So that's why when you're with a Sagittarius, you have to kind of understand that they're not, they're not the type that's going to be like basically living under your nutsack. Let's just say that, okay? They're not really someone who is going to be all over you and has to be with you at all seconds of the time. Like, don't get me wrong. They have their moments where they want to be around you, but they still need that space. So it's almost like, you know, having a long distance relationship, like it mentioned. So it's like, you're going to have times where you're with them for maybe a week or so, and then they might want a week where they're kind of doing their own thing. And you have to kind of allow them to have that space. Um, hopefully you have someone who is trustworthy and not someone who is a cheater. Because, of course, that can trigger someone. Um, I would definitely say it's it's not a relationship for someone who's triggered by that. Because people need to understand that a healthy relationship is not only being around your partner and spending quality time, but it's also having your own life and them having their own life. Like, just because you get married or you're dating someone doesn't mean that they're obligated to just live under your balls or your tits, you know, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) they're not obligated to just be up under you all day, every day, every fucking hour, because that's just not realistic, like, there's gonna be times where, like, yeah, you're together all the time, but then, like, at one point, you know, like, my husband, he went to the Philippines for a month, was that hard for me? Yes, because you guys know I am a Pisces moon, so I'm someone who, it does not bother me to be up under my man because I love him so much and he's so much fun but 
Um, I also, though, know when I need my own space, like when everyone is gone, I'll feel fine because that's my time to recharge, my time to do things that maybe I want to do that maybe someone else doesn't want to do or something or just things that I get really creative in, like my own creativity, things that my own self enjoy, you know. There's ways to compromise where you do things together and there's the things that you do by yourself. So um, if you're if you're triggered, if you've been cheated on a lot, um, ouch, um, I don't I don't think the Sagittarius relationship would be good for you unless you can, you know, go to therapy or figure out a way to heal that, because it's really unhealthy to be codependent on someone. You can't just expect them to do every single thing, answer every single like text in one second. Like it's just not realistic and it's not healthy. It's not cute at all either. So just like a fair warning if you are interested in a Sagittarian. Okay, so says um, her independence is rarely hidden or blind, and the Sagittarius woman who chooses marriage as her lifestyle will try hard to make it work. You may be employed full-time or have a business she operates out of her home. We remember her from childhood as a mother who taught at the grade school and her own beauty shop or ran the... Uh, oh my god, I... Yeah, I, okay, so I already read that part. It says, a Sagittarius woman loves children dearly because they have the same fresh internal curiosity about life as she does. You know, Sagittarius are very childlike, which to me is a good thing because that's what makes everything young, fun, and vibrant. She can make a wonderful mother once she learns to whisk through the drudgery of diapers and feeding schedules. Her house may be a shambles of messy beds, pet cages, and sports equipment, but it will be a palace to her children and the envy of the neighborhood. Her children and their friends adore her because she mothers like a big sister, never a matriarch. They must, they trust her because she is a protector and a guide with the energy and imagination of a peer. Her difficulty with parenting comes when her children begin to break away. This is a difficult time for Sagittarius mother. On the one hand, she is thrilled by having more freedom for herself. At the same time, the sense of losing control makes her feel very vulnerable and unwanted. She takes she takes it as a personal affront to her freedom to choose, and she may literally feel that her rights have been taken away. She truly wants the best for her children, but firmly believes her way is the best. The Sagittarius woman may have to rechannel her explorer's energy as she builds her family. But when she has established her marriage and born her children, she will be off again, reaching out with both hands into the great world of possibilities um, beyond her threshold. She may get household help early, and by the time her children reach school age, she will, be, she will have flown the nest herself. Though always available, at least by phone, she will take She'll take up her own life of, at full swing. Sagittarius is not the self-sacrificing mother. And to me, I think that's a good thing in my opinion, because as women in society, I feel like we lose ourselves as we have kids. Like, do you notice how like, and that's not just a physical thing, because mainly you only hear about it physically, like, oh, she got fat or, oh, she dresses like shit. Oh, she doesn't do her hair good. Like, it's that's mainly the main thing you hear people bitching about when it comes to motherhood, which don't let yourself go, but also men and other people, please understand that when you have a kid, it's not about you anymore. Um, and that it takes a lot of time, like 
especially when in the baby stage the most, like your time is being taken up by making sure you keep your baby alive. You know what I mean? And yourself at that, because being sleep deprived is not fun. <laughs> and so, um, please give grace to, to mothers about that. Don't be an asshole and just like, Oh, you look like shit or, Oh, you're not having sex. Like we just fucking brought a whole ass human into the world, like from like the spirit side to like earth, you know, like earth front. So we're pulling this thing through our vaginas, you know, bringing it into this world. So of course our hormones are going to be all out of whack and everything is just all fucked up until like, you know, the body does its thing and starts healing itself. So please have grace with women with that. But on the other hand, I also feel that I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman having a kid and then, of course, making sure they're taken care of, they're eating, the household is running fine. Um, Men also jump in there and help because it's not always up to the woman too. But I feel like women should still be able to pursue their dreams. You know, like I did that for myself. You know, of course, it took me a little bit longer. You know, I made sure my kids were okay. But once they got to a certain age, I decided to pursue psychology because, you know, I don't like, I, I had sacrificed a lot. Like I had given up college early because I had kids early. So um, I don't think a mom should just be like, oh, life is over once they have kids. Cause that is not true. You can still live your dream, start that business, lose that weight, you know, be healthy, do whatever you got to do to make your life happy and pursue your dreams. Don't let people say you're a shitty mom just because you want to not only take care of your kids, but you also, you're still a person too. You know, you're still, your own self. You're still like, I'm still Tasha. You know, I'm not like Tasha doesn't get deleted and just become mom, like just the mom. And I only can focus on doing, you know, motherly things. I'm a mother. I am myself. I am a wife. I am many other things besides just the title mom. So I just say like women don't feel guilty with that. It does not mean you're selfish because you want to go and pursue your life streams. You can do that with your family, with your kids. It all looks different how you pursue it, of course, but it doesn't mean that you're a bad mom because you do. So that I just felt like I needed to say that because I feel like a lot of women, including myself, I was one of those felt like shit whenever they try to do things for themselves because people would be like, oh my God, she's selfish or oh my God, she's a mom. She shouldn't be doing that anymore. Like, fuck off. That's all I have to say with love. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, let's jump back into that. So um, it says, she me. okay, I think I already read that part. Okay, so yes, each family member will have her or his or his contribu- contribution to make toward the happiness and security of the home. Though she may seem to voice maternal responsibility often off an older daughter this is such the child's karma as it is her own expectation deep down the Sagittarius woman does not believe she is like other women and in many ways she is right though conventional in some respects her notion of family challenges the stereotype and her family will either transcend transcend it with her or fall victim to her quest for freedom The Sagittarius woman is a loyal and generous friend. However, don't expect to drop by for a cup of hot tea and a word of solace when when you're down. She won't be home. As with everything else, her notion of friendship involves activity. The only fireside chat you are likely to have with her is on a camping trip. She will share new ideas, activities, and friends. 
All she asks in return is a willing spirit and a sense of humor. Though she cultivates friends with high details, her heart warms her heart warms anyone who knows how to have a good time. You may never find her in time to help dry your tears or bind your wounds, but she can inspire you to new heights and her love, her vision, and her faith in you. The Sagittarius woman often has more male friends than female friends. She is not fond of gossip. She has little to contri- contribute to the kind of the emotional anal- analysis that goes in many feminine conversations. She prefers a straightforward discussion or political issues. Filled with the lofty philosophic concepts and historical analogies, she is not above sophistry. Abstract or high-flown dialogue is far more tempting to her than discussing John's motive in seeing his first wife while Sarah was in the hospital with her new baby. She will leave the description of an antique auction to join a heated play-by-play recounting of a football game. She is simply more comfortable with men because her mind works more like theirs. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that a Sagittarius woman is a pick me girl because a lot of women will usually call that like a pick me bitch, like someone who's like, Oh, you know, if you don't get along with women, something's wrong with you. And that's not necessarily true because I'm someone who gets along with both. Um, I have fun with men. I have fun with women and it doesn't mean that I'm trying to get fucked or it doesn't mean that I'm trying to flirt and that I just only want to be around guys. And I know that kind of sounds pretty... I'm kind of being a sailor today. It's not attractive. Anyways, oh well. But it's true. Like, I've heard girls say that. Like, oh, like, girls who hang around guys are just trying to get fucked. That's the only reason why I said that, mainly. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes, as mentioned, if you're more into your masculine and you're more into, like, that kind of thing. And I'm not saying you can't learn you can't have intellectual conversations with women I'm not saying that at all but most of the time usually when women like to be around men it's just because like men are more in their logic while women we kind of express and talk through our you know our emotions and how we feel and all that stuff not not more so like well on the logical side you know we can be but a lot of the time we're around our friends we're more in our feminine let's be real Okay, so today her potential for friendship with women is much stronger since fewer women are tapped in the stereotype she rebels against. Still, her friends may find her uncomprehending on the subjects of the single career women's loneliness, the motherhood dilemma, and even the difference between men and women. This basic difference in her perception will probably not come home to her until she marries or until she enters a long-term relationship with a man. As their energies begin to polarize, she will see the ways her own feminine side has remained in the shadows. Just as each of us are both yin and yang, we are each responsible for balancing the masculine and feminine energies within us. In this age of women's liberation, the Sagittarius woman may seem ahead of the game when, in fact, the challenge for her is merely different but equal. Okay, um, the next topic is <clears throat> how the Sagittarius woman relates lovers and other intimates. So it says the Sagittarius woman does not equivocate in her involvements, at least not in- initially and never for long. When she sees someone she wants, she acknowledges her attraction by direct pursuit she will charm provoke and titillate the object of her desire in a direct and refreshing manner though she is not a coquette she rarely is so aggressive that she scares her man away 
She frequently makes the first move, but the man who draws her will be viral and independent enough to be fascinated rather than threatened. The man who says yes to the Sagittarius woman opens the door to a rich and joyful time for, for both of them. She is generous and free in love, and he will find himself lux luxuriating in her gifts of charm, intelligence, exotic excitement, and sophistication while retaining his own feeling of freedom. She will become his feminine ideal, and he... And as he falls more and more in love with her, he will wonder how he ever lived without her. Oh, you Sagittarius, you making men all fall in love and head over heels and stuff. I love it. Phase two is the beginning of the bumpy ride, for ironically enough, the very qualities that drew him to the Sagittarius woman in the first place now seem to be the driving them apart. Uh-oh. The sense of independence he has been feeling all along was not some feminine wild. His independence is intact, and so is hers. The Sagittarius woman loves completely, but she will not be pinned down. On Friday, his anticipation of candlelight dinner will explode when he finds her note on the door. Special match race at Belmont 530, back by midnight. Quick bite at Samantha's. He will often wonder whether there's is a romance or friendship, and with good reason, the Sagittarius woman easily combines the two and her dual expectations may leave them both in a muddle. She believes in honesty and spontaneity, and she will not play the game of courtship and fair maidenhood with him. So again, as I mentioned before, this is a woman who is, like, she's going to choose, um hanging out and doing something important to her over always going on dates and being overly romantic and, you know, hanging out with her man, not saying she won't, she'll do that all the time. But as mentioned, they just can't be pinned down. So you have to be able to be open to that. But then again, also Sagittarius, um, <laughs> you need to also make time for your man or, you know, your woman, whatever. You need to understand that they still need to see and be with you and hang with you. It's not about, oh, hi, bye, and then you're just gone for weeks and they barely see you. Like, that's being a little too, like, um, how can I say it? It's just, it's almost like ignoring your partner. You know what I mean? So do some things with them and then do some things on your own, of course, but also remember you are in a relationship or slash marriage. So uh, the next one is the Sagittarius woman in love. It says, for the Sagittarius woman, love is sex to her. Romance is the myst mystery of a one-night stand. Love comes out of friendship because any continuing relationship with a Sagittarius woman depends on mutual honesty and a high level of communication. She will only fall in love with a man who is her equal and who will grant her the independence she offers him. Sex for her is religion, but is also a completely animal experience. For the animal is sacred to her. Her goddess is Diana the Huntress, and the Sagittarius woman will constantly seek new heights of cosmic experience. Though her sexual nature, her oh, through her sexual nature, her relationships are based on loyalty. There, hers is not a monogamous spirit, and she will not lie to protect her lover. In this sense, she tends to dominate the relationship, for she sets the terms. If he cannot stand it, he must leave. Okay, um, says lovers and husbands. 
The Sagittarius woman has all the fire, energy, and idealism she needs to make her mark on the world, but she often lacks the empathy and patience to make long-lasting, productive, or creative connections with others. She needs a man who has a sense of independence that matches her own. He must also have the ego strength to allow her equal freedom and must be able to withstand occasional tests of his will and faith in her. He should be idealistic, high, highly intelligent, and creative. If, this, if his sexual energy is high, she will settle for versatility or a background exotic enough to find her fascination. Her honesty tends to dictate the terms of their relationship. She will not tolerate subterfuge, a man who states plainly that he wants and expects will win her respect, if not her keys. There is a contract implicit in, in live-in relationships with a Sagittarius woman. She will want to know exactly what strings are attached before she invests in matching herself. It is though their shared sexual adventures that she and her mate will come in to understand deep understanding of each other's souls. With a Sagittarius woman, rifts are more quickly mended in bed than in therapy or discussion. The more she balances the principles of yin and yang and the expression of love, the easier it will be for her to relate to anyone around her. So by just hearing this as far as lovers and husbands, this to me, I feel like just only basing it off sun sign or like maybe the big threes or so, I feel like a Sagittarius because you need so much, you have so much independence. I feel like you and Aquarius would work wonders together because Aquarians are like that. Aquarians are people who they don't like to be um, smothered. You know, they, they need their space. They need their time to do their own thing. And then when they come back, they want to be able to be um, loving with that person. But the person has an open mind of that they need to be able to have like a week away, you know, like they're not going to want to deal with someone who's, you need to be here all the time. You need this. I want this. Da, 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 like always complaining or always, you know, wanting to be up under each other. So I feel like anyone with an Aquarius sun, moon, um, and even Venus, uh, rising as well would understand. Um, I also think that, um, Aries would be good for you guys. Um, Gemini is like your opposite. So I feel like Gemini's would work. Um, what else? I feel like in a way Capricorn even like earth wise. I know you guys are like, well, earth and fire don't go together. But again, this is just, you know, you have a whole ass chart. So it's like it can work. It just depends on what your chart looks like. Um, the, the people that I don't think it will work great for is, um, <clears throat> I don't think, uh, Pisces would do well at all with a Sagittarius. Um, I don't think Cancer would either. Scorpio, maybe, because Scorpio sometimes likes to have their space, but then again, I don't think Scorpio would, appre would appreciate having them gone for, you know, like long amounts of times, because you know, Scorpio is the sign of, you know, you, you guys are pretty much the Zodiac detective. So you guys will probably start to get skeptical and start playing with your, your head and thinking like, are they cheating? Are they doing this? Let me figure this out. Let me see what they're doing. Let me test them, you know, like, so it's kind of an iffy, like maybe out of the water signs, I would say a Scorpio would possibly work.
Um, but yeah, that's what I feel like Aquarius definitely would be to me a huge thing for a Sagittarius. And then it says advice to the man in her life. So see, fellas, you listen here. If you have a Sagittarius girlfriend or wife, you know, I'm just saying you're getting some you're getting some clues on how to make them happy or what to do with them. So let's see what it says. It says advice to the man in her life. Number one, know that you have met your match. Remember always that this woman is your equal in every way and that she may be more like you than you think. Two, let your feelings for her develop solely as hers will for you. Friendship, not conquest or bewitchment, is the key in relating to her. When you prove your companionability, you have won the better part of her. Three, be prepared to reciprocate the gift of independence and freedom she offers you. It is sincerely and honestly given with the expectation that you grant her the same. Four, stimulate her mentally as well as physically. The latter goes without saying by now. Engage her interests in your cultural and intellectual pursuits. You can share all of them with her fully and they will bind her to you far more effectively than will offers of security, tenderness, or protection. Five, respond to her honestly at all times. She will never play games with you and she expects the same. Guard against role-playing and manipulation at all costs, for she will sniff them out like a bloodhound and vanish. Six, don't allow her to test your will with constant surprise or demands. If you can't stand her behavior, deal with her firmly and directly. She will only love and respect you more for your strength. And seven, look forward to a life of constant travel, excitement, new faces, and new ideas, as well as frequent spells part. Domestic bliss is not in your future, but glorious adventure is. There are many challenges in loving the Sagittarius woman, and she is worth the effort of meeting every one of them. You will, earn, you will learn more about independence by sharing it with her than you could possibly learn alone. Her relentless honesty is a, scour- scourge, but it, a scourge, but it is also a prism reflecting your very every motivation and desire. Use it to examine your own nature and let it purify you. Above all, trust her and return her loyalty. She will never lie to you. You can believe whatever she reveals about her life and her feelings. So long as you respect her, she will honor and love your love and trust. In her special way, she is the truest, deepest soulmate you will ever find. See, so those are some pretty good tips. Um, so let's jump into the Sagittarius sexuality, the juicy stuff. <laughs> okay, so Sagittarius sexuality. <clears throat> Let me take a sip first so that I, I'm not croaking on you guys. Okay. The genes of the Sagittarius woman carry an ancient secret. She is a cousin and spirit pan half-woman, half-glen creature. She has a sex drive and purpose of a female satire. Ooh. Sagittarius is not shy, and she will trumpet her adventurous sexuality loudly and openly. Excuse me, guys. Her perpetual state of motion derives from her need for constant stimulation, and, and never is her animal energy more alive than on the dance floor. The music courses through her veins like a second familiar heartbeat, and the hundreds of undulating bodies around her are sensual magnets. She seldom allows herself to fall in love, preferring the freedom to follow the, di- the dictates of her roving eye. Very few details of a man's anatomy escape her gaze. 
So she notices everything, guys. So make sure you're on point. She assesses bulges and musculature with the eye of a of a practiced horse trader. However, when she falls, she falls hard. Her whole universe becomes wrapped up in her beloved. Even after her ardor cools, she carries the memory as long as she lives. In the diffused, sensual atmosphere of the dance floor, the Sagittarius woman will experience many peaks and valleys of arousal. As the light pulses on, temptation grows and she becomes increasingly excited and frustrated. This buildup can actually cause her to lunge at some leering and more repressed stranger or she may find herself in trouble with someone else's date. The Sagittarius woman is often ready to tumble in the hay with a stranger and mainly a comely well-endowed man has been actively pursued by her. No matter how anonymous the encounter, her partner will never feel used. There are three key words that provide a greater understanding of Sagittarius sexuality. The first is expansive. See, that's Jupiter. As with everything else in her life, she loves to stretch out sexually with plenty of room to move. She is anything but inhibited and a cozy candlelit chamber makes her choke with claustrophobia. Far more arousing is a long shoal on the beach, preferably nude, the more space around her, the better. And the beach at sunset is a glorious setting for love with the Sagittarius woman. Her love of adventure makes her a willing playmate in the woods, in an abandoned house, or the loft of an unaccompanied barn. Even in empty ski lift, with all the zipping and mitten stripping it implies, she loves to take her sex with exercise as exercise. She never feels more glorious alive than when she is active and activity stimulates her in all ways. Um, if she ends up in a hotel, she will want a suit with a king-size bed, a suite, I'm sorry, with a king-size bed and a view. Her own bedroom is large or gives the impression of tremendous space. It is light, airy, and simple, and her bed is enormous. Love making is a dance of life for her, and in sense of freedom is the only requirement for her performance. The second key word is direct. Sagittarius is not coy. She will not, she will not tease her lover with go away, come closer games. Her sexual interest is often aroused first or at least simultaneously with yours. There is no need to pursue her. You are likely to collide. She knows who she wants, and her signals will be clear. In fact, more often than not, she will simply tell you she appreciates the same kind of directness in her lover, and making love with her often involves a good deal of erotic conversation. She would rather you speak your desires than try to second-guess you. In turn, she will let you know exactly what feels good. She loves sound effects, too, groaning, shouting, and even well-chosen four-letter words will only spur her on to a greater height. She grows impatient with too much pussyfooting around. Rubbing knees under the table is more apt to irritate her than turn her on, unless your dining room is large and private and you can proceed directly to the to the couch. So basically, in other words, guys, um, teasing and shit is not going to probably turn her on. She just wants to get to it. She doesn't have time for you to be trying to, oh, we're going to do it, and then, oh, no. Let me pull back. Like, that's just going to basically not get you laid <laughs> at the end of the day. So be careful with that or note that especially. Finally, for the Sagittarius woman, sex is aesthetic. 
for all her directness and energy, she does not want roughness. She thinks of sex as a union of equals with slightly different apparatus. She holds the act of love to be the highest form of art. She worships the body of her loved one as a glorious creation and the dig dignity of her self-love transform them both into gods. The lover of a Sagittarius woman is a very lucky person indeed. So if you guys haven't heard my previous episode, it was uh, last season, uh, last year's episode of Sagittarius sex and relationship. And this is way more detailed on like, you know, exactly what they like, like as far as like, you know, like going down on each other, like how they like to move, how they like to be, you know, just everything in detail. Um, go ahead and go listen to those previous episodes. There is the man one, Sagittarius man and Sagittarius women. And I'm not going to lie. I felt like the Sagittarius male, to me, sounded like one of the top most fun, like, sexual partners that you could have. Just from what it described. Like, of course, I'm not saying, oh, just because you're a Sagittarius, you're amazing in bed. That's not true. But, um... It also goes by your Mars sign, but still, it just depends on your experience and how you know how to move and groove in that area. So anyways, though, but from what I read on words, I definitely enjoyed the Sagittarius meal um, episode and learning like how creative and um, they can be in the sack. <clears throat> and, um, I can't really remember the Sagittarius women, but for those of you who are guys who are new here, hey, welcome, and girls, go ahead and listen to those previous episodes to get more detail on that. Okay, so it says early sex experiences. Um, I'm sorry, love and sex. It says, for the Sagittarius woman, sex is a celebration, and she brings to each encounter the, anticip the anticipation of a feast. She looks for a companion spirit in her sexual partner, a fellow traveler with whom to share the cornucopia. She seeks a kindred spirit, not lifelong commitment, and in a brief encounter. Fellow feeling means more to her than the illusion of love. Sagittarius is capable of keeping love and sex quite separate, and she is very comfortable with the one-night affair. At breakfast, she will be happy and relaxed, full of humor, but clearly ready to walk out the door after a wink and a sincere kiss. Even her long, her longer affair, she prizes friendship more highly than love. Sagittarius is a masculine sign, and no matter how womanly the Sagittarius may be, there is a com comradely quality to her affairs with men. One thinks of Garble as Nick Ninotuch. Ninochka, I think that's how you say it, <laughs> and of the poor Polish lancer who underestimated her. When she remains with a man, it is out of admiration and respect for him as an equal. Love is often the last thing to flower in her as the relationship continues. This masculine quality of thought and action can result in great misunderstanding and confusion for the Sagittarius woman. She may be pursued by cold or weak-willed men who wish to dominate or be dominated by her. Unlike her Scorpio sisters, she is not titillated by power games to any great extent. Though she finds mild forms of subjugation and mastery in sex play intensely pleasurable, the master-slave dynamic utterly contradicts her notion of motion independence. She may turn to women for her primary relationship. She may choose a partner more outwardly feminine 
when she herself is though role playing is not her style. She will look for a woman who matches her energy, independence, and sexual appetite. Above all, she seeks equality in affairs of the heart. She would no more seek a wife in the kitchen than be one herself. Her sexual response pattern in lovemaking seems to be the following. Number one, a glorious sense of freedom or personal expansion, most likely the result of some limbering warm-up sort of exercise like a nude swim, horseback riding, or yoga. Number two, a frank, direct approach that originates either with her or with her lover. She likes a clear interest and admiration, a no-games approach, including blunt talk and four-letter words, but no bathroom humor. This is not a woman who considers sex dirty in any way. Number three, firm, strong, powerful intercourse. The Sagittarius woman is all there and her movement is wholeheartedly timed to the stroke. She loves strenuous intercourse and will make love all through the night. She wants most of all to be totally spent and it takes a great deal to tire her. Ooh, I like that. Number four, multiple orgasms through the night. The Sagittarius woman uh, experiences many peaks of pleasure and after a blissful orgasm she will rest peacefully for several minutes and then start all over again a feeling of peace warmth and oneness with the universe when she's finally satiated and spent she will lie back dreamy and distant and seem to commune with nature the stars or her own mysterious inner spaces it is best to leave her alone in this reverie and let her come back of her own accord. She will be serene and loving when she does. So yeah, those are like basically the type of sex that she would be interested in. So guys, <laughs> take notes. Okay, so it says what kind of lover she needs. Like Jupiter, the Sagittarius woman is expansive and joyous in her sexual expression. Her first priority in a lover is that he match her enthusiasm and high sexual energy. I don't know if you guys realize this, but it's like when it comes to fire, especially Aries and Sagittarius, they have like, it's fire. Like, it's kind of like obvious. Like, these people have very high sex drives. Um, so if you don't have that, they're probably not going to be the one for you. Anyway, she will even ignore power hungriness or the urge to dominate, at least for one night, if his lust has a sense of humor in it. Though many different types intrigue her, she wants a man who is all male in the best sense of the word. She cannot bear milliquotes. She hates cavemen types just as much. She loves a man who is forthright, strong, and even very directive, but he must be gentle as well. Above all, the acts of love is art to her, and the glory and the glories in a man whose movement expresses grace, sensibility, and power. She loves any kind of intercourse, anal, oral, and vaginal, and she more than likely will, ca will carry her own supply of con condoms. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm hearing my cats do something, so I have to interrupt that. And I, I knew it, they're pulling a bag up there. So I got to spray them. There. <sighs> oh, okay, thank you guys for being patient with my little crazy kitties. Um, okay. So it says, uh, she more than likely will carry her own kind of intercourse, anal, oral, and vaginal. And she, um, oh, whoops. <laughs> That's, she loves any kind of intercourse rather. So 
and she will carry her own supply of condoms in her backpack. Sex for her is as natural as a great outdoors, her favorite place to indulge. Her great love of animals, dogs and horses especially, leads her to sexual fantasies that may in fact stem from her childhood experiments. Those early memories may lead her to become an affectionado of anal sex and vaginal intercourse from behind. Anyone involved with animals, horse trainers, dog breeders, even vegetarians will hold an immense attraction for her. Of course, she is drawn to athletes and dancers of any sort. She considers men who sweat and train to be in a right condition for her kind of play. She also loves travelers and foreigners of all nationalities. Her own spirit of adventure will lead her to investigate the physical proportions of an Ethiopian ambassador or the legendary sexual prowess of the Indian yogi. Okay, so it says, for the long term, she wants a lover who is strong but equal. Many men cannot, in fact, match her staying power between the sheets, and this is another factor that may turn her to women. She may find another lady with the virtuosity and stamina to fulfill her in a way no man ever has. This coupled with the lack of implicit formal structure and societal expectation in gay relationships may make lesbian life the ideal alternative for her. Again, freedom and independence stand above all other considerations for the Sagittarius woman in love. She is certainly loyal, but not necessarily faithful. She will never become embittered by the man who first adores her, then berates for her, her for her independence. She will simply leave him. Whatever her lifestyle, the Sagittarius woman chooses to keep love at arm's length. She fears intimacy, although she may be the one to initiate sexual action. She is the first to pull the brakes on when her partner gets too close. She knows her own weaknesses and doesn't want anyone too near. It takes a very special person to gently fan the smoldering embers that lie hidden in the crucible of her sexuality between her outwardly cool and blasé attitude. When the fire ignites, she falls deeply and completely in love. Ooh, I love that. I love it. So nice. Okay, so it says, um, the monogamy and non-monogamy. So it says, her broad range of interest and high sense of adventure may lead Sagittarius into simultaneous, simultaneous affairs at some time in her life. She currently has the physical prowess and mental energy to sustain more than one sexual relationship in the same time frame it is her characteristic bluntness and occasional insensitivity that will create difficulties when complications in her multiple love life occur. It is extremely unlikely that a Sagittarius woman will embrace a long-term monogamous relationship with a man who doesn't at least have a sense of adventure. She may find herself in a stodgy marriage at some point, and if alternatives do not present themselves she will create them she often finds it difficult to wait until the time is right and she can become embroiled embroiled in some fair bitter adultery and divorce situations okay and then it says um summing up oh Okay, so it says gay and bisexual lifestyle. The Sagittarius woman is certainly progressive enough for either of these alternatives. One men, often men present problems of sexual frustration and are unable to satisfy her appetite. They also have a tendency to traditionalize her role. She must, however, restrain her tendency to be the controlling partner in her relationships with women. 
She rejects role-playing with men. She must not embrace it with her women lovers either. So it's a summing up Sagittarius. The Sagittarius woman's greatest natural resource, her balanced energy, is also her greatest challenge. She must learn to discipline her energy if she is to find lasting satisfaction in her work and happiness and love. Her intuition can help her to understand um, the feelings of others, which so often seem to elude her as she develops greater awareness of others' feelings. Her innate good judgment will help to curb her blunt tongue. Coupled with self-discipline and compassion, the Sagittarius woman's independence, optimism, and progressive thinking mark her for leadership in the new century to come. So that is it for that book. And as it mentions, so obviously to hang with a Sagittarius woman, you have to have a very high energy to match hers because as it mentions, they don't get tired. They're a constantly go. They're mutable fire. And like I mentioned, that is a wildfire and wildfires never freaking stop. So make sure you know what you're doing with that one. So let's go ahead and jump into the next one for a Sagittarius. Um, okay. I'm going to make sure I find the right one because this one has several, you know, like it has Mars um, with the sun sign, all that, which we won't get into those until we get into Mars. Talking about that planet. Okay. So it says, sun in Sagittarius. The archer is the internal wanderer and truth seeker of the Zodiac. And again, this is for men and women. The other one was more woman-based, but this one is for my fellas so that y'all can know about yourselves as well. Okay. Again, that's my cats running around if you hear noise. Okay, so the archer is the eternal wanderer and truth seeker of the Zodiac, a free spirit whose gaze is perpetually fixed on the far horizon. Knowledge and freedom are the touchstones of your existence because they help you transcend the petty limitations that others readily accept. At home, in the outdoors, and on the open road, you love to travel and meet new people. You view life as a search for experience and adventure, a journey in which the voyage itself is infinitely more important than the destination. A straightforward, trusting in everyone's pal, the archer is one of the nicest friends anyone could have. You're willing to do favors for people and often your help with no strings attached. While neither possessive nor jealous of your partner's other relationships, true intimacy is not your thing. You value freedom and grant the same to others. Your inclination to constantly rush off in search of new experiences gives you an elusive quality that keeps people at arm's length. Sagittarians rarely meddle in anyone else's affairs unless specifically asked for advice. Nevertheless, when your opinion is requested, you have all the answers. Famous for their foot-in-the-mouth brand of honesty, archers don't know how to be around the bush. Incapable of malice, your blunt comments are never made out of spite. If your outspoken remarks hurt someone's feelings, you're truly sorry. So, yeah, when a Sagittarius bluntly says something to you, a lot of the time they do that out of, I would say out of love, because they're just someone who's just not going to fuck around and be like, well, um, Susie, well, it's just that, no, they're just going to be like, bitch, you're fucking up. Like, they don't have time to play games. Um, it, it, it can be harsh, but sometimes, it, you know, it can kind of bring someone to that realization faster rather than beating around the bush or lying about it, not really helping the person at all. 
and they will apologize for it. You know, some won't, but some will. So if they feel like they hurt your feelings, they, like they said, they're very honest signs. So they will be genuine with their apology. Okay, so in bed, uh, Sagittarians make charming, charismatic lovers who are affectionate, straightforward, and sincere. Someone out for a good time need look no further than Sagittarius because in bed, no other sign is as sexy or as much fun. See, I told you guys, like, (laughs) even this book says that. And so if you want more detail about how they are in bed for Sagittarius man and woman, just go back a few episodes and listen to those episodes. Um, although most archers are strongly sexed, what they really care about is friendship and the experience of love. Whereas the youthful archer may become involved in steamy affairs with several different partners, the older Sagittarians often settles down with one person. Later on in life, some natives of the sun sign seem to forget about sex altogether, especially if their intention is totally focused on interesting work or an engaging project or hobby. The fiery archer is inherently more physical and intellectual than emotional. Where lovemaking is concerned, you're definitely you're definitely not shy. Like the half-beast of half-human that your sun sign represents, you're quite the sexual animal, freewheeling and open-minded. You immerse yourself in the erotic experience. You're willing to try anything at least once. In bed, mental stimulation can be as exciting to you as a sexual kind, especially if the conversation is honest and open. You need a bed partner you can you can talk to. While intellectual capability compatibility is very important, Sagittarians are not snobs, and differences in social backgrounds or ethnic organs don't matter to you. The typical archer views sex as something to enjoy and not take too seriously. In your view, the real bond between lovers comes from sharing all the wonderful things that life offers. Your 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 ideal lover is not only as ardent and free-spirited as you are, but is capable of engaging you in a lively conversation on diverse subjects while making love to you in various and sundry sexual positions. Okay. Turn-ons and turn-offs. So Sagittarius relish the thrill of the chase. Once a relationship starts settling down, the archer strives to keep things exciting. Above all, you want to have a good time with your beloved, although you express your sensual feelings easily and passionately. When the sex is over, you want to move on to something else. You're not into 24-hour togetherness, but you you thoroughly enjoy doing interesting things with your partner, particularly outside in the open air. Sharing physical activities such as dancing or working out together gets you pumped up for lovemaking. You also enjoy sex all fresco. Under the stars, the boardwalk, or the bleaches, bleachers, you're, you're turned on by the carefree abandon of following your impulse wherever they may lead. Although disinterested in emotional game playing, you do enjoy being seduced by sexy attire and other exotic enhancements to, sex, to sensual pleasure. Spicy, sensual banter liberates your quick wit and increases your anticipation of of the sexual delights to follow. So I guess that's like, you know, like sexting and stuff like that. Or like teasing each other like in a sexy way, not like degrading someone. Fooling around with sex toys and naughty novelties stirs your imagination and energies your libido. Erotic bedroom fun is your ultimate turn on. And seductive teasing and touching awakens your desire and heightens the ensuing ecstasy. Since Sagittarius is associated with the hips and thighs, light stroking of your inner thigh inflames all your erogenous zones. 
Okay, so sexual synergy. So this is Sagittarius with all 12 zodiac signs. So, of course, we start with Sagittarius with Aries. It's nonstop fun when the archer and ram get together. You two have so much in common that you probably feel like soulmates. Still, Aries make Aries may consider the outspoken archer's blunt remarks too candid, and the easygoing Sagittarius can have difficulty with the ram's hot temper and domineering ways. Sagittarius with Taurus. These two march to different drummers. Sagittarius needs excitement and freedom, while Taurus demands safety and security. Where the archer is active and impulsive, the bull is slow and controlled. Although a fiery sexual relationship helps soften your differences, this combination also works if you both agree to make uh, concessions. Sagittarius with Gemini. Since these opposite signs are so much alike, there is often an instant physical and mental attraction. Both are sociable, intellectual, athletic, and adore travel because each is restless and freedom-oriented. With a relaxed attitude toward relationships, you, you two may ultimately wander off in separate directions. Okay, so Sagittarius with Cancer, the crab and the archer make an odd com- combination. Yes, often find themselves strongly attracted to each other. Watery Cancer wants a permanent union with a settled home life, while fiery Sagittarius craves excitement, freedom, and adventure. Still both like to travel, and Sagittarius enjoys the comforts Cancer provides at home. Yeah, still kind of a iffy one to me. Like, as mentioned, if you're someone who likes to have their person there with them a lot, uh, Sagittarius is not going to work with that. Sagittarius with Leo. These fiery signs usually get along famously in the bedroom and elsewhere. Both are passionate, open-hearted, and cheerful. Sagittarius won't resist the lion's need to shine, and Leo is too busy to envy the archer's popularity. When Sagittarius allows a lion to rule, it's fun and excitement times, too, for this near-perfect matchup. Sagittarius with Virgo. A love match between a Sagittarius and a Virgo is unlikely but not impossible. The Virgin focuses on the trees, whereas the archer is interested in the forest. While these different approaches may balance each other, they can also cause conflict. Tolerance and um, understanding of your differences are required for this to work. Sagittarius with Libra. You two have a lot in common and can be great pals as well as lovers. Each is friendly, outgoing, and exceedingly sociable, but the culture skills love beauty and luxury, while the athletic archer is more the rugged outdoorsy type. Problems may arise between Librans tend to think in pairs, and archers prize freedom above all else. Sagittarius with Scorpio. Sagittarius is intrigued by Scorpio's magnetic sexual in- intensity. Scorpio, however, cannot quite comprehend the archer's fun and games approach to life and love. When the open, jovial Sagittarius tries getting close to the brooding secret of Scorpion, the archer may become disenchanted and go skipping off to the nearest party. Sagittarius with Sagittarius, although this combination makes for a super exciting, exhilarating roller coaster ride, once the fun stops, you two may drift apart. A treble dose of restless independence can be too hectic and unstable for either of you. At least one archer should be capable of handling practical manners while the other goes out to play. Sagittarius with Capricorn. This is a difficult but not totally impossible combination that works best if each partner is willing to accept the other without trying to change him or her. Sexually, the fiery archer is warm-blooded, passionate, and desirous, and the goat, while not overly demonstrative, is highly sex, ardent, and responsive. Um, Sagittarius with Aquarius, these two usually fall in like at first sight and can be great buddies as well as lovers. Your shared curiosity and adventurous spirits extend to the bedroom where the lovemaking is uninhibited and full of fun. 
While your temperaments and interests may be somewhat different, they blend together well. Sagittarius with Pisces. Sagittarius is readily captivated by Ethereal Pisces or of mystery. Pisces is typically attracted to the Arthur's magnetic personality and vibrant self assurance. However, a long-term relationship between you two can be problematic. Fish are needy and possessive, and Sagittarius recent restrictions on their personal resent restrictions on their personal freedom. So that's why I said that I felt like that would be like the worst water sign for Sagittarius to be with. But that is it, you guys. That is all for the sex in Sagittarius. I'm so sorry that it's late, but I'm sure you guys understand because you guys are my peoples, right? So with that said, um, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, Please don't hesitate to um, hit me up on Facebook uh, for a needle chart reading. It is only $25. Um, for the business is called, um, magic of the stars. Um, I'd love to work with you and get to know you. And if you also have questions outside of that stuff, you know, hit me up on at the charming Libra on IG. And again, I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas holiday. We are coming up, but we're on Tuesday. So we got today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we are officially in 2022. So you guys, oh my gosh, I hope you guys are already working on the things that you have intentions for and goals for for the next new year. I would love to hear about it. Please also like and subscribe um, and leave a comment and let me know how you feel and what you like about the show or things that maybe you want to hear, things you don't want to hear. So um, I love you guys so much. I truly appreciate you guys with all my heart and soul. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye.